Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and coming to you from the much-anticipated 2021 Moon Tower Comedy Festival. My sometime co-host, Miss Purrington, is resting at home. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy, including those passing through Austin for festivals. Follow Comedy Wham on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Where aren't we? In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, a monthly show on first Tuesdays at Hobson Time in Lakeway, and an events page for live shows in Austin and Houston. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click Submit a Show to complete the short survey. Now, let's get back to our podcast. We hope you'll rate and review us. With over 200 interviews since its launch in 2016, the podcast is your anthropology lesson in Austin comedy, bringing you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Very quick background, Valerie. This podcast started as a fan podcast five years ago in Austin, just talking to Austin comics. Oh, awesome. And it's grown to interviewing comics at festivals. I usually do long-form interviews, mm-hmm. so this is like a nice challenge for me to try to do a condensed. <laughs> All right. So I will try not to. Uh, we'll like Charlie Rose with stores. pants on. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I'm going to do a very quick third-person introduction that's just going to jam all of your credits at once, and then we're just going to highlight a couple of things we uh, heard, and maybe down the road we'll do a long-form interview. um, uh, Today we are recording in the back room of the Paramount (laughs) Theater. This is incredible. Um, Our guests today have had illustrious careers. Among the many credits include a debut comedy performance at age of 20 on David Letterman. Uh, to starring in the Police Academy movies, to the beloved radio game show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, where my son has grown to uh, admire, (laughs) I guess, to writing for The Simpsons and the Ben Stiller show Mm -hmm. and being a Moon Tower Festival favorite. That's right. And so many more credits that I don't have time If for. we were just one person, that would be really yeah. good credits. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Unfortunately, it's two people. We had to split that. Yeah. And they were here for the debut of the Joyride. I don't know. Is it a documentary or is it a special? How do you ascribe it? Uh, Docu-special? I call it docu-comedy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a weird hybrid. You know, yeah. I think people probably had a hard time making sense of it, you know, when they saw it. But... But that just kind of interests me, you know, to to tell stories. And and that was the first time I got to see it with human beings. I mean, I edited it during the pandemic, so even the editor wasn't there. So I never watched it with one single person in a room. So when it... I think it tracked. It seemed like it tracked. No, it it, it tracked tracked well, because that was the first time I'd seen it front to back and uh, since uh, it was finished. And I watched it on the small screen by myself. So I had a very similar experience to Bob. What I couldn't tell was... What was laughter on the soundtrack and what was laughter in the theater? Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of what it is, I call it a docu-comedy as, a, as opposed to a docu-drama, where it's uh, sometimes a docu-drama will dramatize events from the documentary. What this is, is it's comedy and then you get documentary footage of the things that we're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. 
So this is Comedy Wham presents Robert Bobcat Goldwyn <laughs> and Dana Gould. Oh yes, <laughs> who's now Robert Cat? Yeah, Robert. that's my auteur name, uh, Bob Bob Scratch Goldfoot. But I like that we uh, talk through our introduction. <laughs> You are giving a tiny amount of time, and we already blew it. Sorry. No, it's fine. So I'm going to focus on three questions, and then I'm going to try to close up with something that I usually do on this my This is neither podcast. the time nor the place. No, I shouldn't like spend time. This is how it's going to go, and then we're going to go, and then I'll wrap up with how this went. No, uh, this is not a Toastmasters presentation. <laughs> um, uh, my friend Laura, who also contributes to Comedy Wham, kind of planted this seed of a question, and I think it, it speaks to Joyride, the movie, is do you think that some of the animosity that you had in your early careers was because you were so much alike? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think, I think that we were 100%. And, and you know, I attacked Dana, and, I, and I'm like, Tom Kenny, who's SpongeBob SquarePants, he, I, I've known him since I was six years old. That's what we met by uh, two crying nuns. A nun was crying and whatever. It's a long story. So I've known Tommy all my life. And, and I felt that Dana was being a little derivative. So then I, I attacked Dana for my perception of being derivative. Now let's, let's, go, let's go and think, of why am I attacking him? Oh, oh, sometimes you're derivative of Tom Kenny. I've never admitted that, but it, sure, yeah. I guarantee you there's, yeah. there's things I say and do that, that I'm influenced by him. You know, and, uh, and, and, so, and that's... Natural to artists, and especially we all met when we. I mean, you know, Tom since you were a kid. Since I was six, and we were kids. I mean, we. But you are what you hate. You are what you hate, and we were nineteen. We were nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old in in Boston. Yeah, I was a few years older than you. Yeah, and uh, and I was just mean, you know. Yeah, and we didn't know I was (laughs) first time not living in a very crazy. Environment from my house, home of origin, yeah. and I was his upbringing was so <laughs> insane. Yeah, that when he got into the Boston comedy scene, which is like, uh, uh, you know, it just coke fueled uh, violence. Even yeah. back in the day, it was violent. It was crazy. And Dan was like, "Oh, this is such a such a nice place. This oh is such, gosh, such, this such a breath of fresh air. Such a, <laughs> such, a, such a break." Yeah. And it is, you know, when you're a teenager, you do. We talk about it in the movie. You do, you do try on personalities, mm-hmm. like a coat. And I was trying on the personalities of the people that I was around. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll be you for a yeah, week. Yeah, but I think I think part of it is too. Is you have a, an amazing talent as a mimic, and you have an amazing ear. And I think I don't think everybody does that. I think you did that because you could. It was natural for yeah. you. Whereas, whereas. Uh, I only have one other personality to switch into. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dude from Police yeah. Academy. But it is, um, it, it, it's, I mean, we're, we're very, very close now, and it's a very... Yeah, um, he's like my best friend. Like, I, yeah. I text him all the time. I have a, a small group of people that, that when I text, they text me back, and, and it's, it's Dana and... Uh, uh, Noel Fielding, cool. which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Dana and Noel Fielding are, yeah. are my two and, buddies. And, yeah, and, and you know our friend Tom, who uh, you know uh, lives near me, and I. Yeah, it's great to be in the biz. Like I love that I'm in show business, and I am still friends with people I've known since I was nineteen. But Tom Kenny's so busy. Yeah, he's, he's really hard. He is to, literally the Mel Blanc of generation. So he is the boy. He is our ex I'm like, I, I just had eaten shit. I had bombed in Rhode Island. And I, I text Tommy. I go, oh my God, I'm in a tent in Rhode Island. And it was a horror show. This is just recently. I go, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm hosting the uh, 
the the children's Emmys, the daytime <laughs> Emmys. I go, oh, he he goes, you know you uh, were nominated for two. I go, oh yeah. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, you lost. I go, I go, I go, how did you do? He goes, oh, I lost two. I go, I go, yeah. So so yeah, it's pretty. That's a, that's a true story. I forgot that I was nominated and he was hosting. That's so pretentious and weird. It's like I forget that I have dry cleaning to pick up. <laughs> yeah, it was, but also just like here's the thing that's funny. It's like we grew up, we were in grammar school together. So Tom directs. So I was doing a voice on something. I was doing a voice on uh, Adventure Time, and and Tom is next to me, helping me. He's directing me through a voice performance, and he, and it's just you know we were in our fifties and we were basically yeah. making fart noise, sure. and I'm like. This is the same thing we did in third grade <laughs> in the back of Sister Vinice's class. Yeah, yeah. It never. That's the beautiful thing. Is it, that's the beautiful thing is it doesn't. It doesn't change, and you don't. You your body gets older, but nothing else does. Yeah, yeah. So the next two questions that I'm going to ask you are uh, based off of things that I heard each of you say during the course of the movie, and I know this is a comedy-ish podcast, but the, these are serious themes because I love serious themes woven into. Sure, funny thing. So one was the airing of the commencement speech, and the line that you said, the measure of success as a human is success as a human, something along Yeah, it was, at one point, yeah, I said, your merit as a human isn't isn't measured, I can't remember what I said, isn't isn't measured by, you know, if the crowd loves you or your achievements, the measure of success is, human is is by the merit of the kind of human being you are, which I almost didn't put in because it sounded kind of self-grandizing, but then I said, ah, cram it, I'm going to put it in, and and, and one thing I cut off when I say it's important to keep quitting, you know, you keep quitting until you end up someplace you don't want to leave, and I, people don't believe it, but I actually chose to stop acting, and I got offered roles that a lot of people would have taken, and I just, I, I knew it wasn't making me happy, and I knew I loved being behind the scenes, writing and directing and creating stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the destruction that you did on on talk shows is is such a, uh, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, it, it's a cry for help, it's like, I, I'm a parody. <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, the way, in a corner, trapped. Right, in the way that Pete Townsend destroyed his equipment because he thought he was because he was an artist he was an art school kid and he was in this weird bar band that he felt that he didn't belong in <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't feel like he belonged in his own band mm-hmm. and that's where destroying the equipment came from it's really the same kind of thing it's not a not a coincidence that you're a giant yeah I love band. the who and yeah. stuff it's funny it's like it's you know at the end of the day uh you know, early Johnny Rotten had way more to do with my career than, than Johnny Carson. I, you know, a lot of yeah. comics worship, oh, you know, getting on Johnny Carson and then him giving you a thumbs up to come over and sit down. And it's like, that's fantastic. That means you can wear a sweater and talk about where the sock goes in the dryer. <laughs> some, other, some other skating bit of comedy gold, you know. Like Johnny Carson giving you... Finally has an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so this is, to me, this is a, one of the big themes of the movie is just acceptance of yourself and, you know, being a good human. And that kind of leads into the line that I picked up on that you said that um, I'm going to tell you my, my reaction and what I saw on in the movie is 
you you apologized. This was one of the scenes in the moving car. Yeah, I apologized. You apologized, and it was a very like very quiet and like let it sit. It was sincere. Yeah, you accepted the apology. And to me, that felt, I mean, each of these lines that I've picked up, they felt like such big moments just like in your lives, mm-hmm. because given your childhood, given being on the butt end of, mm-hmm. of his abuses <laughs> in your early career, yeah. it wasn't just a, I apologize to you, like you just, you were forgiving of all of the things that had happened yeah. in your life. And yes, that, yes. Yeah. And my visceral moment was... Oh my God! After that moment, which was very powerful, did you like haul ass to the side of the road so that you could hug it out? Because no, that's so it was big. Just, you know, we're comedians. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it was, it was never spoken of again. It was, you know, today watching it, what was interesting to me is like I I am sincere. It's not something cooked. You know, we just rolled. I, intentionally put the cameras in the back seat so we weren't performing for them yeah and then we would talk and talk and talk and talk and um when i apologize um i i'm really worn down to the point where i'm like not going as a, a director going this will be great content yeah. for the movie <laughs> but it it, it 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 was sincere and what today when i watched it what was interesting is is he tries to deflect it. He goes, yeah, well, that's all right. And I go, no, I'm, I'm really sorry. I was really mean. Like, I have to, like, grab him because he, he wouldn't hear it. And it wasn't he wouldn't hear it because he wasn't letting me apologize. It's just it's just how he's wired. Yeah, like, I'm not, like to me, a lot of it, my, my opinion to those things are... Oh, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I found it's, the quiet it's place. The bar, the bar but to me, a lot of that is, it's just unspoken. It's like that you're, but that I know you apologize because of your actions and, and because of our friendship and our relationship. I, I take it for granted that uh, that it's, uh, that you're apologizing. In the, in the way that I talk about what went on with my family, I had that conversation with my dad in 1994 where I basically said, I know you love me, but I think you don't like me. Yeah. And he was he was very present for it and stood up and, and was was great. And we haven't talked about it since because we don't have to. Yeah. 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 yeah, so now I'm really happy that it's in a movie and I'll be answering questions about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so but I get to you be were the first. first. I get but to as be a, the first. As a storyteller, as a storyteller <laughs> I really realized that that uh, I had to put in the things that didn't present me in a favorable light. Uh, not because I'm all about the truth, but because I actually knew that this, <laughs> we had to have a story. Yeah. And, and it starts out with you learning about us not liking each other. And then it, by the end, you know, Dana did that really funny thing where he says, who's your best friend now? You know, And uh, <laughs> it's really supplied a really great button to it. Yeah. But I mean, the key to this movie was shooting so much footage the show itself yeah. got to be two and a half hours long uh, us on yeah. stage yeah. yeah and then then just shooting all the time and there was uh, obviously like a lot of uh, uh it's probably a lot more comedy bits and a, and a little bit more shenanigans that could have made the movie but it was important to me and, and i hope it works for people that is a bit of a narrative too yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's about you know bob and i were both in our in very different ways very angry young men and we're still, ang- and what this is about is that we're still angry, but now we're angry at the right things, and mm-hmm. that the internal mechanism has been resolved, yeah. which is what you want to do in life. Like your your goal in life is to cut that cord to 
But clearly, also the other thing is like I think I've really changed. I think I've really evolved. But I still had a stick at the Seinfeld. Like, I, still get, I still couldn't get past it. You know, it was, like, that was a tad. Yeah, yeah. The provocation was. I will say, as somebody that's a, a very like. Uh, it was pretty funny uh, to me. It, it, like, it was that was an uh, I'd use the word of egregious provocation. <laughs> but wait, but, wait, rough. but like, before I get canceled, I never yeah, get oh, a chance to talk to science. You won't get canceled. No. <laughs> We're running up against the end of our time, and um, I want to mention that we've just gotten the first opportunity to watch Joyride. And for anybody that thinks for my serious questions. Um, that's not necessary. That's not the tone of the movie. There is so much comedic gold in oh, there. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, you two on stage, the the natural banter that you have, the the zings that the Dana delivers yeah. during the course of yeah. the no, viewer I, sets. Um, I'm going to do something that I usually do during my long form podcasts, and we're going to do just this rapid fire. Okay. Okay. And I sure. always ask my guests one word to describe your past and one word to describe your future. So rapid fire, let's do this. Oh, uh, my past, uh, uh, combustible. Okay. <laughs> um, my future, um, I, um, a one word description of my future, uh, um, XL. Uh, calamitous, apes. <laughs> uh, and you have to watch Joyride to understand how important that is. Yeah, it, it should have just been Apes Clowns. <laughs> that, apes Clowns and Dead Friends. That is a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents. I cannot believe I get to say these words. Dana Gould and Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, the movie releases on October 29th. 29th. Yeah, you can stream it. Uh, if folks uh, uh, pre-order it on iTunes, it's a big help for us. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-order is great. If you yeah. Can. And it is not that hard, folks, to actually find lots of places that you can follow both Dana and Bobcat yeah. Yeah. Uh, all over the world. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed listening uh, and learning about how Dana and Bobcat uh, got to be the comedic geniuses that you heard. Oh, good job. <laughs> Today, this is what I This has been Comedy Way presents Dana Gould and Bobcat Goldthwaite. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, for you. This. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's our first.